The Public News Service Daily Newscast, February the 4th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Iowa policymakers are debating a number of politically divisive issues. As the process plays out, they're urged to avoid rhetoric that faith leaders argue intertwines with extremism. This week, the Interfaith Alliance of Iowa sent a letter to the governor and state lawmakers asking them to be better role models, suggesting that language that stokes extremism will harm democracy. State Representative Roz Smith spoke at a news conference saying through his experience as a black person, it's nothing new. But he adds that doesn't mean recent events should be overlooked. These attacks aren't just to cause fear, but some individuals have intent to follow through. Smith says he's received the threatening emails and was part of a recent Zoom meeting that was infiltrated by agitators who displayed racist images and language. Meanwhile, the letter was signed by more than 500 people and also notes that educators have been harassed when addressing diversity issues. It coincides with legislative efforts to limit certain curriculum and materials in schools, with sponsors arguing the need for transparency in the classroom. I'm Mike Moen. Among the requests detailed in the letter is a call for lawmakers and residents to seek out verified facts and to not promote misinformation. Now from ABC TV, the City of Los Angeles minimum wage, based on the region's consumer price index, will increase from $15 to $16.04 an hour, effective July 1. In a statement, the mayor there, Eric Garcetti, said, We fought to raise the minimum wage because hard work should always be met with the dignity, respect, and opportunity that fair pay brings. According to Garcetti's office, more than 600,000 Angelinos make minimum wage, and will receive a pay increase on July 1 when it takes effect. And on Wednesday night, Wisconsinites had a chance to weigh in on Enbridge's controversial Line 5 project, which skirts around tribal territories in the Northwoods. The public hearing on the pipeline's draft environmental impact statement lasted more than 10 hours, stretching from Wednesday afternoon into the wee hours of Thursday morning. Mike Wiggins Jr. with the Bad River Band of Lake Superior Chippewa says the proposed reroute would endanger tribal waters. The only thing we have ever asked of the oil company is to get out of our water. And that has been rejected. That has been disrespected and, uh, and essentially ignored. The roughly 40-mile reroute was drafted after the Bad River Band rescinded Enbridge's right-of-way through their tribal territory in 2017. Enbridge argues the reroute is necessary to keep a significant portion of its U.S. operations up and running. This is Jonah Chester reporting. This is PNS. A landmark victory on the rights of pregnant people when securing living wills has been settled now in Idaho. Our Eric Teganoff explains. A lawsuit over a 2005 law that excluded pregnant people from making life-sustaining decisions and advanced directives has been dismissed. Jess Peasley is an attorney with the organization Compassion and Choices. She says under Idaho's interpretation of that 2005 law, pregnant people would be kept on life support even if they disagreed with that decision. This law was really offensive in that it somehow suggested that pregnant individuals or people capable of becoming pregnant would make the wrong decision. And so it was removing this decision-making ability from the individual themselves and putting it in the hands of the state. In 2021, a federal district judge ruled the state's exclusion was unconstitutional because it violated a person's right to free speech and medical decision-making. It was the first decision of its kind on this issue. The state appealed the decision, but then reversed and finalized a settlement this week. 
A newly expanded tax credit program for low-income people means more Arkansans are eligible than ever. Through temporary support from the American Rescue Plan, 19 to 24-year-olds and people 65 and older without children will qualify for the earned income tax credit for the first time. Workers without kids can receive up to $1,500 in tax breaks, reaching more than 173,000 Arkansans. Bruno Showers of Arkansas Advocates for Children and Families says it can help people pay for basic needs. A lot of people use the EITC to pay down debts, make sure that they're caught up on their bills, school supplies, so they can skill themselves up and obtain better employment. So it really just helps plug in these holes where a lot of people are really struggling right now, and the EITC helps them make it work. Eligibility requirements for the credit include earning money from a job or some disability benefits and making $27,000 or less without kids. I'm Emily Scott. Finally, Mary Sherman tells us whether you are hunkered down at home or out on a job today, folks across the nation are urged to wear red. The American Heart Association's Go Red for Women Day is in its 18th year, drawing attention to the fact that cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women, ahead of cancer and other diseases. Brianne Ballard with the AHA in Columbus says you're never too young to be thinking about heart health. Heart attacks are on the rise in younger and younger women. It's actually the number one killer of women over the age of 20. You know, there's a misconception that it's an old person's disease or an old man's disease, and the research shows us it's just not the case. She adds there are seven key health factors tied to improving cardiovascular health, not smoking, healthy diet and weight, physical activity, as well as controlling cholesterol, blood pressure, and blood sugar. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported, heard on great radio stations, find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.